Mentor Research Life, reaching out to the scientists of tomorrow. This morning, I have the pleasure of talking to Prasunika Kare, who is ESR6 at UPC in Barcelona. Hi, Prasunika. Hello. Hi, thank you for joining me. My name is Carola Woodson. I'm the project manager for Mentor, which is a European industrial doctorate under Horizon 2020. Our mentor is a podcast looking at artificial intelligence and machine learning in optical communications. So, Prasunika, you haven't been long in role. Can you describe in simple terms what it is you're doing at UPC as a researcher? As a researcher, I am reducing the noise in multiband optical communication. Fantastic. And does that mean people like myself who are consumers of broadband? I mean, who isn't these days? Does that mean that in the future we'll have more bandwidth? In, is that correct? Uh, it is like we will have less crosstalk, less noise uh, when we will talk, when we will have communication via phone or via optic, like optical networks. Then we will be having more clear and less no like noise-free uh, communication between two person. So what's the matter with broadband now? I know there's the issue of noise, but what needs like, to change to improve that? Yeah, like in I'm working in optical communication. So in that it is like in my like just suppose that their uh, optical fiber is a like tunnel type. Okay, so there are many people, many uh, people running through that tunnel. Okay, so th those people are like bands, one uh, like person A, person B, person C. So uh, the, these bands are a certain range of frequencies. So what happens when uh, many range of frequency goes through a tunnel, then what happens like that is optical fiber, then what happens there is a uh, there is a uh, interference occurs because of these uh, um, different bands. So what we want is we want to reduce this interference, this noise. So this is what exactly I'm doing in this work. Oh, I see you're removing the interference. And is it, how are you doing that? Is it through algorithms? Is it through yeah. maths? Is it through coding? What, what are yeah. you actually doing to do so that? Yeah, I will apply machine learning techniques to reduce these noises, these interferences, machine learning techniques. So what will the techniques that you're doing do uh, do to reduce interference? What will they do, the techniques? So I will, I will train the model using machine learning algorithm. So what this model will do, it, it is a it's a code it's it is a code okay so what this model will do is it will get trained and then when we will give it a new signal then it can reduce that particular noise which occurred because uh, like uh, like scattering interferences so uh, by using machine learning techniques we can reduce that noise gosh that's amazing as a non-scientist you've explained that very clearly to me in layman terms that's super thank you Tell us a little bit about your background and how it is that you're doing this today, Prasunika. Obviously, this doesn't happen overnight, the skills you've acquired to be able to do this. What's your background? 
Yeah, I have done my my background is I have done my masters in optical communication, wireless and optical communication, and then I have applied machine learning techniques in during as a researcher. I have applied machine learning techniques in medical field, in photonics field. So and after doing this, you know, I was having a little background of machine learning also and optical fiber also optics. So then I applied these techniques in mentor in this mentor project. You are listening to the Mentor Research Life podcast, funded by EC Horizon 2020, Grant 956713. Machine learning and AI, artificial intelligence, are just being used everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It is used in uh, like in medical field also. Like it has made our life automatic. Like it, it can det- uh, like we now we just say that open the lights and light get automatically. Uh, so we can open the automatic door and fridge. And so there are a lot of things where these AI are nowadays used. I see. So at home today, uh, I'm just interviewing you in my home. Where might I have AI and ML that? Yeah. I may not like. Would my oven have it? Would my my computer obviously does? Um, like what my what? washing machine? Like in our home, there are automatic AI uh, inbuilt washing washing machine, and there are AI inbuilt water cooler. So there are many things. Like we know Alexa. Alexa is like uh, it can do. Uh, it can open the door. It can automatically. So in real life, like we have washing machine is a good example of AI inbuilt. So this is actually all right because my new washing machine can detect what is the correct temperature for yeah. the wash and the length of the wash. Yes. And you and so that is um, machine learning and AI. Yeah, it can detect that what when water level will be uh, high and how much when to start. So there are uh, there are many functions involved. And uh, uh, in washing machine to do this, because in a way, AI and ML, artificial intelligence, machine learning, seems so abstract. As an outsider like myself, it seems so abstract, and it seems like way just way out there. And when I see the kind of code and graphs and algorithms you guys on Mentor are producing, it it does feel like well, it's another language and. It's impenetrable to someone who doesn't know, but then the applications are just so practical. Yeah. When you do a piece of work, what are you employing as a yeah, machine learning a researcher? Step, it is a step-by-step process. Like first, I'm doing my mathematical part of optical networks, of op- like how ray, how light travels, how uh, how uh, uh, what kind of interferences get added, what are their mathematical equations. And when we model that those things, and then we apply machine learning. So the next step is we have to reduce that those things. So it's a step by step process, simulate it, and then we um, uh, and then we uh, apply machine learning. And then we, if if our model will work fine, then we can apply that model in real life, like an Infinera company in real life data sets. I see. So if someone is listening to this podcast and they're good at maths, they're good at computing, what skills do you need to have what you do? If someone is thinking of a career in machine learning or 
AI? What what do they need to have either in their personality or in their skill set? Yeah, I would say a little bit, uh, you know, math, ma mathematics is uh, um, good, a little bit mathematics. And uh, yeah, somewhat about optical network. If, if, I, if I'm talking about mentor project, then uh, a little basics about optics and some somewhat basics about the uh, about the mathematics because machine learning is uh, is made up of all the mathematical statistical models so a little bit so that you can understand those models easily so for that we require maths and optical fiber backgrounds i see i was just thinking um i, mean, I was i used to be good at maths to about O-level, GCSE stage, they were called O-levels when I did them. And then there seemed to be a real jump in level when I went to A-level. And I thought, oh, no, this is not for me. But there are many different kinds of maths. So are we talking statistical maths? Are we talking algebra? Uh, we am talking about the statistical maths because our and plus our data set will be in, uh, you know, Excel form. So it can be in many, many different forms. So it's mainly statistical, uh, like mean, variance, Gaussian models. So these are things that are involved in uh, in this machine learning, this project. So a little bit basics about you should know uh, about maths, mathematical, statistical basics. Have you always been good at maths then, Prasunika? Is it yeah. been like something? Yeah, I got good marks. I got 95 marks in my 10th out of 100. So I got good marks in my maths. It was good. I mean, that's really good for listeners out there to know that it sounds like there are lots of careers available if you're really good at maths, because um, machine learning is seems to, is is it expanding as a sector? It seems to be very fast changing. Yeah, it's continuously growing. So because it has a lot of um, a lot of uh, applications. Uh, so it's a completely it's a growing, growing field. If there are some people listening who might want to apply either to do a PhD, perhaps through the MSCA programme, what advice could you give them? Yeah, I would, uh, I would give them be patient. If you want to do research, research is all about patience, consistency. So I think these two things are very important and overall I would like one thing I would like to say is whatever you achieve whatever you get be a good human being that is the most important thing as per me that's great advice can you describe a time where you've had a really satisfying breakthrough Prasunika in your in your research work I know these things take time and sometimes it's one step forward two steps back doesn't have to be about mentor. I was applying machine learning techniques, but uh, then I thought that I can do by using some adaptive signal processing technique also. So uh, maybe it can perform better than uh, machine learning or not. So I, uh, so I, I thought this. So I applied adaptive signal processing techniques. So uh, those techniques also perform good in the case of signals. So this was the, and it performed better than the machine learning technique in, at one point. So that was the thing which I found during my master's. It was like, I was working. I see. So in a way, you were thinking out of the box or thinking laterally. Yeah. 
I was thinking out of the box. I was just thinking that uh, I have to reduce something. Like it was a uh, it was the seismic data. It was it was not this data set. It was a seismic earthquake clustering data set. So I was I was working on that during my masters. So just I thought that um, you know I can apply some uh, adapt signal processing techniques also. So it was, I thought out of the box for that. Or we can say that. That's a great example for early researchers or, or future researchers who may be listening. Let's talk a little bit about Barcelona because you moved from India to Barcelona. So I know travel can be a big part of a researcher's life. Is that something you enjoy? Yeah, here, here in Barcelona, everything is very good. People are very good. Environment is also very good. I'm like in the lab environment also and everything the like uh, in Barcelona it's a very cool place everyone is like very chill so and outside everyone is like chill because it is a tourist place Barcelona so mainly tourists are uh, there in Barcelona a lot of tourists I'm loving this Barcelona yes and it's coastal as well isn't it I don't know if you're from a landlocked part of India yeah uh, you are. A yeah, I'm from a landlocked. I'm from central part of the India. So, and here it's beaches. So tell us a little bit about where you'll be doing your secondments. Yeah, I will be doing my secondments with uh, with Infinera, Infinera Portugal and Tim. Italy. Smashing. I mean, they're in Portugal and Italy. So it's a little bit more travel for you and also the other ESRs. Is that someone, something you're excited about? Yes, I'm going to uh, have different culture experience. So it will be a very good opportunity because, uh, you know, uh, Spain and then Italy and, uh, and uh, Portugal, so three different countries. It will be good experience. How did you feel when you obtained the role within Mentor as a re researcher, with a funded PhD, how did you feel? Because it's a it's a big thing, isn't it? Getting this role. Yeah, I felt uh, good. I I felt yet okay. My hard work, previous hard work, I got something. It was especially this project was of machine learning and optics, so it was of my research interest. So I was very happy to do research on this. So I got this project. Uh, yeah, I felt good. You said something key there that your work had paid off and I think that's important. Yeah. The NSCA early stage researcher roles, they're very prestigious and you know your hard work has paid off. So I think one message to people listening is to work hard and do everything you can and keep your eyes open on the job sites for the places yeah. you want to work, um, looking for PhD positions. Um, because it's great that we have this funding within Mentor. So what are you looking forward to for the future? You're right at the start of Mentor because you've just recently joined. What are your hopes, Prasunika? Yeah, I would like to in I would like to become an eminent researcher in this field. Uh, so after doing a research or PhD, I would like to do a more you know, involved in this uh, specific, uh, specifically in optical communication field. Uh, I want to be a researcher in this field. Be 
being a researcher, it's not just about, I imagine there are many hours you have to spend on your own pouring over your computer, but there's also teamwork, isn't there? Can you talk a little bit about teamwork? Yes, uh, uh, I would say in teamwork, uh, good communication is very important and, uh, you know, uh, helping each other. Uh, like sharing ideas, sharing the, uh, like if someone else, other person is stuck, like, um, so helping them. If, if you have like sharing knowledge, having good communication and uh, moreover responsibility uh, towards your work, which your task, which is given to you. So I would say responsibility and um, good communication with each other and sh- sharing knowledge. So these are all the things which are, which are the important elements uh, to work in a team. Uh, it, will, it forms a good teamwork. Finally, is there anything else you'd like to add to prospective machine learning researchers who, who might be listening? Any words of encouragement? Uh, I would say be persistent. Consistency is very important. Like, uh, and do hard work. It's like, especially consistency, be persistent and do hard work. Plus, above all, whatever is the situation, be a good human being. Always be a good human being. That is what I want to say. Prasunika Kare, ESR, Early Stage Researcher 6, for Mentor EID at UPC Barcelona. Thank you so much, Prasunika, for your time today. Yeah, you're welcome, Carla. You are listening to the Mentor Research Life podcast funded by EC Horizon 2020, grants 956713.